We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. I'm Rando. And I am Corey. And this is episode 24, the Headed for a Drought episode. We've been heading there for a while. Unfortunately, we have. And I thought some we were going to get some well-needed rain this weekend, but these pop storms just really aren't going to do anything to break this drought. No, they're not big enough. Yeah, and I, I said we're in a drought. We're, we're technically not in a drought, but we are going that way. Pretty close. Yeah, I checked the uh, current drought monitor as we have been the past few weeks, and Branson hasn't really been in any category. Uh, but uh, the uh, southwestern Missouri has been in like a D zero abnormally dry, and that has changed now. We are. Branson officially is in a D0, which is abnormally dry, but Stone County and to the west is classified D1 as a moderate drought now. It's creeping up on us. Yeah, and I checked north, northern Missouri, and they're in a D2, so they really, really need wow. some bad stuff yeah. there. The, the drought outlook, uh, I've been checking the, the Climate Prediction Center, and you know they update every, what is it, every month or so. Um, not too often because they're long, longer range, but the CPC has equal chances of precipitation through October. But starting in November, uh, both the temperature and the precipitation look to be kind of better. Uh, they're forecasting a little cooler than normal in temperature and a little uh, slightly above normal in precipitation. That's interesting. Yeah, but that's November. That's yeah. not now. <laughs> we'll see what what happens then. Yeah, I mean, in the radar today, I mean, it, we've got a bunch of radar acne going on. But the, we got that south southeast flow, which is kind of unusual. But ton of moisture down there in the Gulf, and it's trying to come up this way, and it's kind of stirring up the atmosphere. So some of us are going to be lucky in the in the pop, but not the majority of us. No, not at all, and. Uh, I, I didn't check to see how far of a deficit we are in right now, but it's we are definitely in a, a deficit. Past couple of days, uh, it rained over on the lake. I didn't get any rain. I was in the pool with the kids last night. I could see lightning off in the, off in the distance, the reflection of lightning, and I could hear thunder. I heard a couple thunderclaps, but no rain at my house. No, and the, and the nature of these cells... Uh, if you look on radar, they're very tiny. They are very tiny. Uh, they, they're they just kind of finding that one place in the atmosphere and shooting up and saying, oh, okay, we'll, we'll try to get some teeth here and a little lightning and stuff. And within 20 minutes, it's pretty much gone. Yeah. Reed Springs has been lucky the past couple of times. Uh, table, the, the big town of Table Rock over there has been lucky. Oh, yeah. And they're just tiny little cells about as big as Table Rock, which is not very big. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And our friend Karen Halfpop, she... Uh, 
uh, lives in the Table Rock area, and and she uh, posted on her Facebook that she was getting a nice shower. And I keep saying you're one of the lucky ones if yeah. you did. It'd be great. I'm ready to get under one. Yeah, and I looked at the the GFS, the CMC, all the all the models, and unfortunately, aside from the afternoon poppers through the end of the month, it doesn't look like any organized rain coming in. And that's a bad thing for this drought. It's just going to get worse. And it's gonna, it's not gonna feel real good either right now. We got for Friday, we're gonna be up to ninety six, and that humidity is gonna be uh, through the roof. So it's, it's not gonna be fun to be outside. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm sure that there's gonna be heat advisories coming back out again. Uh, had a nice break on Saturday, man. We, wasn't that nice? That was great. Lower humidity. It was drier. It was great pool weather. Of course, I was out there wet anyway, but but my wife just likes to sit near the pool, not actually get in, and she wasn't complaining too much. So that's kind of like me. I'm I'm not really a water person. Mm-hmm. I, if I go to the beach, I'm sitting, laying out next to the water, not right. getting in it. <laughs> Maybe if I had one of those huge things like like your son Garen has, there you go, little blow up dragon. Yep, <laughs> that but you can borrow that anytime. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, we had that break uh, and. Yeah, 96. I even checked the temperature profiles too. I was checking, I, I, you know, we check everything when we look at the models. And the precipitation wise, not doesn't look like too much, but even temperature wise, there might be a little bitty breather coming in around the 25th, but that's a long way away. 25th? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the GFS goes out uh, 384 hours. And you know, every day they're saying temperatures around 90 or above, and it, it's, it's depressing when you turn the loop on just to see that red and that red just keep popping up. I've noticed one thing recently that the uh, National Weather Service forecasts, they don't include the word hot unless the temperature is 92 degrees or above. No kidding. Yeah, I don't know if that's a magical number or what. But they'll say, if it's 91, they'll just say sunny, mostly clear, mostly cloudy. They actually add the word hot at 92 and above. I don't know why. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Maybe we should adapt that, too. Yeah, maybe so. Although, if the heat index is like... It's like 91, 92. but it's not... Oh, it's 92. It's hot It's now. hot now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change that forecast quick. <laughs> and and that's something I've noticed, too, and, and you've noticed on the, the National Weather Service forecast, it... They're changing it more often just based on trends of radar. and There's many, many different reasons why it would change uh, radar trends, different model data. Uh, I don't know if a current condition plays into uh, into that at all. Uh, sometimes I think the uh, observation point at the, the Branson Airport is a little off sometimes course it's way up there and it's probably a different elevation i still think it's off sometimes oh yeah i don't think it's a true representation of branson well it's too far away for one it's seven miles south of the city it's closer to ridgedale yes Ridgedale. (laughs) (laughs) and it's way up on top of a mountain i mean the airport's on top of a mountain so so what my rule always is if if the branson airport says it's 85 degrees add a couple and that's downtown branson yeah sure and we've got the uh the, where, where, what is that on the the weather weather bug where you, you can get the little reporting stations around town? Yeah. Is that it? The, uh, Wonderground, Weather Underground. Weather Underground, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that app. It is nice. And another one I really like is Windy, W-I-N-D-Y. Windy. Yeah, and it shows... They have great Frosties. <laughs> well, it shows the, the current uh, 
uh, wind direction and speed uh, down to, you know, like not street level, but really, really small. And you can see exactly where those wind patterns are going. That's interesting. Yeah, and there's overlays and stuff. And it's it's a free app. Of course, all these apps have... You know the the capability that if you you can pay to get a lot more, but uh, no, it's just it's just fun to look at. Yeah, and uh, we've had some questions. You know, even though it's hot, we had a break in the humidity. Uh, humid air doesn't cool as much as not at night as the drier air does. I can see that, and that's that's one of the reasons you get these heat advisories because if you have a daytime high temperature of ninety five degrees with really humid air. That means the dew point is high. So if the dew point is 73, which is yucky outside, uh, usually about 5 or 6 o'clock at night, you check the dew point, and that's probably going to be really close to your morning low because the air will cool down to that dew point. And, of course, the cooler air will condense whatever it can and keep that dew point up. So the, the air temperature cannot cool lower than the dew point. So that's one thing we look at. And if you don't have sufficient cooling throughout the night in the, in the morning, uh, your body can't recover. I mean, you need, the body needs that cooler temperature. It could be humid, humid, but if it doesn't get down in the sixties and stuff, that heat is, uh, well, they call it cumulative, cumulative, and it just takes a toll on the body. It's really, really bad. That's when they pop up all those advisories and excessive heat warnings and you got to be careful. Yeah, and we did a weather school on uh, heat and heat, excessive heat stuff, uh, I think a couple of episodes ago. I'm not sure. But uh, if if not, go back and listen to that. So, hurricanes. Wow. <laughs> got some stuff brewing in the Atlantic. It's that time of year. Uh, nothing huge or anything like that, yeah. but there, there's definitely some, some happenings in the Atlantic. Well, Beryl, I thought, was really going to be a... Uh, a big one, but it just kind of, kind of petered out it a little. Pretty bit. much dissipated. There's a there's a small chance it could uh, strengthen a little bit over open water, uh, but I'm not too concerned about barrel now. Is barrel a female or a male? You know, I'm not sure. I think it's a guy. Is it? Because then we had Chris. I don't know. Which Chris? Who knows if Chris is a girl? True. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, this and day and age. And, and the, be careful. Yeah, and the the tra- trajectory of barrel. Uh, before they th- before they thought it was really gonna gonna do something it was just gonna skirt right south of Puerto Rico and, and that, that scared a lot of people. Oh man, because they're still you know trying to recover from from was it what, what's it, Mar- Maria 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 yeah and then we have another Maria don't we we have a yes we do but yeah. that's on the other side right. of the world right now it's kind of confusing <laughs> yeah so what about that other Maria I think you sent me something on that well Maria. Went from a uh, a tropical storm all the way to a uh, category five. I guess they're typhoons over there. That'd be a super typhoon, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in about twenty four hours, and that is just about unreal. Holy how cow. how fast that strengthened. That's unreal. Yeah, I, I, it blows my mind. And and because the ocean temperatures need to be that right temperature and the wind patterns. The upstairs. ingredients were there for Maria for sure. In 24 hours, that's that's almost like a bomb. I know that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and that uh, where's that going? And didn't they say uh, that China could could be under the gun if that thing keeps going? Uh, yeah, China is going to get a lot of rain, uh, wind, uh, but but there's going to be a lot of flooding with Maria. I can I can tell. Mm. Mm. Well, speaking of flooding, uh, Japan. I read this. This was insane. Record rainfall. 
has caused flooding and landslides in Japan that, as of yesterday, claimed 85 people. Wow. I mean, I didn't see it actual... Uh, how much rain they had, but it 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 rains so much that landslides are happening all it just way above what they normally get. Unreal. Yeah, and here's another. This is our little subcategory of world weather. Uh, uh-huh. I read Tuesday, June 26, the small fishing village of Kuriat, I think that's how you pronounce it, located in Oman, the northeast coast, uh, has just set a world record low temperature. A record low temperature. Re- record high. No, record yeah, right. high low temperature. Yeah, uh, high low temperature. They said last week the temperature remained above 108.7 degrees for 51 straight hours, making it the highest low temperature observed on the Earth's surface. Can't even fathom that. It's just... Un- how I, my, how my, do you... My brain can't process going I, out at 3 in the morning and it... Be over 108 degrees. I mean, and we're complaining because it's 90. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's no sun to warm things up, or is there sun? I don't know exactly where that's located in the world. To where? Uh, well, I think Oman's kind of almost deserty. Yeah, you're right. It well, is that during the weather school. Yeah, so I mean, you got little rain, but they also said the 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 humidity was insanely high. So total oppression. And those poor people, how how do you survive like that? I don't get it. I'm sure a lot of people didn't, actually. I mean, air conditioning, uh, I mean, wow, just, well, I couldn't live there. I would have to go to Alaska for just a Just think years. if that happened here and all the power outages that, that would happen because of the grid couldn't handle that. I mean, that's crazy, crazy. Yeah, and we had a power outage, uh, was it last week or something? But that yes. wasn't. That wasn't from, like, grid overload, I don't think. No, it was, uh, I can't remember what exactly happened, but it was, they were repairing something that had happened earlier. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it went off, but it wasn't off too long. No, and that's the very, very last thing that we need in this hot weather. I mean, uh, St. Louis, I mean, Kansas City area has a uh, air quality alert, and that is just... When you have a lot of ozone in the air, you don't have any winds to really push anything out. You have very, very hot temperatures. Everything is, you know, all the heat is rising and just not going anywhere. So you've got extremely hot temperatures, humidity, and lots of ozone. So people with asthma and people that have breathing difficulties, that's going to be a a bad thing for them. Uh, I'm sure St. Louis will probably be that way, too. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know. So, so the 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 big story for us in the Ozarks, just uh, scattered thunderstorms and and just the hot and humid conditions are going to come back for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of drought, our weather school this week is all about drought. So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. The grass is getting so dry and I really need to water the yard. But the city has put us under a watering ban.
A drought is defined as a moisture deficit bad enough to have a social, environmental, or economic effect. A drought is a period of below average precipitation in a given region, resulting in prolonged shortages in the water supply, whether atmospheric, surface water, or groundwater. A drought can last for months or years and can be declared after as little as 15 days. It can have a substantial impact on the ecosystem and agriculture of the affected region and harm to the local economy. Many plant species, like cactus, have drought tolerance adaptations like reduced leaf area and waxy cuticles to enhance their ability to tolerate drought. Some other species survive dry periods as buried seeds. Semi-permanent drought produces arid biomes such as deserts and grasslands. Prolonged droughts have caused mass migrations and humanitarian crises. Most arid ecosystems have inherently low productivity. The most prolonged drought in the world in recorded history occurred in the Atacama Desert in Chile. That drought has lasted over 400 years. There are many different causes of droughts. Precipitation deficiency, a typical dry season, an El Nino, erosion in human activities, and climate changes. Droughts occur primarily in areas where normal levels of rainfall are, in themselves, low. If these factors do not support precipitation volumes sufficiently to reach the surface over a sufficient time, the result is a drought. There are three types of drought. One, meteorological, which is brought on when there is a prolonged time with less than average precipitation. Two, agricultural droughts that affect crop production or the ecology of the range. This condition can also arise independently from any change in precipitation levels where soil conditions and erosion triggered by poorly planned agricultural endeavors cause a shortfall in water available to the crops. Third is the hydrological drought. This is brought about when the water reserves available in sources such as aquifers, lakes, and reservoirs fall below the statistical average. Hydrological drought tends to show up more slowly because it involves stored water that is used but not replenished. In the case of environmental effects, lower surface and subterranean water levels Low flow levels, which can lead to a direct danger for amphibian life, increased pollution of surface water, the drying out of wetlands, more and larger fires, higher deflation intensity, loss of biodiversity, worse health of trees, and the appearance of pests and dendroid diseases. Economic losses include lower agriculture, forests, game and fish output, higher food production costs, lower energy production levels in hydroelectric plants, losses caused by depleted water tourism and transport revenue, and a disruption of water supplies for municipal economies. Social costs include the negative effect on the health of people directly exposed to a drought, 
it can produce excessive heat waves, possible limitation of water supplies, increased pollution levels, high food costs, and stress caused by failed harvests. There are five classifications to drought severity. The lowest is D0, which is abnormally dry. Possible impacts are short-term dryness, which slows planting and growth of crops or pastures. Next is D1, which is a moderate drought. There could be some damage to crops and pastures, streams, reservoirs, or wells running low, and voluntary water use restrictions are requested. Next is D2, which is a severe drought. Crops or pasture losses are likely, water shortages become common, and water restrictions are imposed. Next is D3, which is an extreme drought. Major crop and pasture losses, widespread water shortages or restrictions are implemented. And the worst is the D4, which is an exceptional drought. Exceptional and widespread crop and pasture losses, shortages of water in reservoirs, streams, and wells creating water emergencies. Whenever there is a drought in your area, then the possibility of outdoor water use restrictions may be implemented by state or local governments, depending on the severity of the drought. Bans may include watering lawns, washing cars, the filling of swimming pools, or hosing down pavement areas. These bans are put into place to preserve water for essential uses like drinking and flushing toilets, as well as firefighting. Remember, water is a valuable resource. Every living thing needs water to survive, and it should be used as efficiently as possible. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. Well, that explains a lot of impacts that drought can have. It's, I mean, drought is not a good thing, and like I said at the end of it, the water is our one of our most precious resources. That weather's cool. It's very dry. Oh, where's my drum kit? Where's my drum kit? I got to find it. <laughs> well, we got a fun fact for you. What okay. do you got there? Well, for the second time on record, there were there was no deaths, really no injuries. Uh big injuries in the U.S. May or June from tornadoes. Uh, we had a pretty slow storm season this year and mm -hmm. here in the Ozarks and also in the entire United States. Uh, we didn't have a tornado in Oklahoma until May 2nd of this year, and there were no injuries in Oklahoma. There were just a handful of tornadoes uh, in Oklahoma in May, the largest being in EF2. So we we really lucked out in if, if, if you really – are one of those people who, who don't like bad tornadoes and storms, and there's many of you out there. Uh, you guys had a good storm season this year. <laughs> yeah, and I think that one tornado you were talking about, that was in northwest Oklahoma. Yeah, way it? over there. Yeah, and I, you know, I saw those the past few weeks. I mean, the, the whole storm pattern has been odd. I mean, Wyoming has been getting lots of them. Colorado has been getting a ton 
and then those slide into western Kansas, and then that that uh, the Panhandle of Oklahoma. It, it, it's just, and then there's nothing in the big bubble in the middle of the country. I can't explain it. It's just we're in a weird cycle, you know. Uh, now, what 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 was good for for storm season this year is the western part of Oklahoma, who had so many fires earlier in the spring. They yeah. got a lot of rain. This 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 later on in the, in the spring, so so good. that was a good thing for them. Oh yeah, and they needed it so bad. I oh, mean, absolutely, the entire area. I mean, what we need, and and you and I both talked about this before, is we need a tropical system coming up from the Gulf and just moving up through Oklahoma and kind of sitting over Missouri and give us some nice soaking rain, not flooding rain, but just soaking. And rain. that doesn't happen very often, but. In my opinion, it used to happen more than it does now. We hardly ever get anything that comes through here anymore. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we had those freak, uh, those freak systems. What mm-hmm. 2013, 2007? Yeah. That that's from a stalled boundary, and maybe maybe in August we'll get something like that. Hopefully, but, but those stalled boundaries, we, we really got to watch them. They're number one, hard to forecast for. Uh, and number two, hard to forecast rain for because then you have these impulses riding along over and over and over the same area. And that's the more widespread rain, not what we've got now. Uh, it, it's crazy. Hey, you know, I was looking and learning what a skew T graph is. I'll probably do a weather school on that. That'd be cool. But I found a really, really cool word by researching the skew T graph. Okay. It's the weather word of the week. <laughs> You're looking at it quite kind of funny there. Yeah. It's a weird word. I like this word. Yeah, and I pronounced it wrong for a long time until I heard an official National Weather Service person say it. So at, you heard an official mispronounce it. So yeah. yeah. So it has to be right. Well, I didn't find it off the maybe. internet. So well, that's a good thing. Adiabotic. Adiabatic, yes. Adiabatic. A-D-I-A-B-A-T-I-C. And uh, this is what it means. Changes in temperature caused by the expansion, which is cooling, or compression, which is warming, of a body of air as it rises or descends in the atmosphere with no exchange of heat with the surrounding air. That's... That sounds confusing. Yes, it does. <laughs> okay, basically what that is is you have the whole atmosphere, and there's this a section, so let's say a bubble of air, and it has its own temperature, humidity, whatever. Well, it rises, but it that one bubble keeps its temperature consistent as it rises or falls without affecting the air that's around it. It's kind of a weird concept. It sounds cool, though. Yeah, I would have never known that. So a, a skew T graph, I mean, this is where you can get, uh, can measure CAPE, uh, convective available potential energy, which we've talked about before, uh, in thunderstorm development. Uh, and, and the opposite of adiabatic is diabatic. Maybe I'll make that the, the, the weather word next week. Sure. <laughs> Wow, so are you working outside? Uh, I have been. Sweating? Uh, I, I sweat a lot. And uh, I sweat more this morning than I thought I would, but I started sweating pretty early on this morning. Uh, later on, I kind of cooled off, but but it's going to be hot this week, so I'm trying to you know pace it and take it easy. Yeah, and they, they said that the, the humidity is gonna, was going to start creeping back in on Sunday, yesterday, and 
and just get nuts again. So maybe you can put in, a, in an order or request to work in shorts or I'm, something. I'm always looking at the clouds thinking, maybe we'll get under a nice little pop-up and it'll flood me out. But No, no just little poppers. And it, it's cloudy today and nothing widespread. So we'll just have to have to take it cool and keep your air conditioners on and, and hydrated and hit that pool. How about that? Sounds good. <laughs> Got anything else? I don't. Okay. Well, be sure and look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.